0: Yo, I put it like, wow, this that sound These orcs don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Baobab Stand my ground. Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow. I make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never ever ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, Sports fans. It is the MKT show in Kansas for the last time for now. Tomorrow we move on. We'll announce a new location tomorrow. 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 So a lot of people in South Africa say it's confusing because doing the podcast here, it's already late. But I do it on the day that I'm doing it here. You know? It's like an eight-hour difference, I think. Three timelines in America. Three timelines. We're in the central timeline timeline it's a timeline because we're in kansas and all that can't do uh, an accent from here but they do have a very unique accent here in kansas uh ted lasso i believe from here good for him um good show if you if you like a bit of slapstick comedy it's not really for me but uh, i have seen it jason's today is very funny guy very funny that guy but yeah um today lots of sport I mean, it's always cooking here in America. Uh, there's just so many sports. You, you know, the college sports scene and the professional sports scene are two completely different worlds. And now baseball's cooking. If you haven't heard, by the way, baseball do have another lockout, it looks like. Um, this before I started recording, uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN reporting that the um, MLBPA, their players, uh, leaders have refused to sign the deal. I mean, that's huge. Uh, and the deadline was today it was an already uh, extended deadline so that's massive news here in america that means if they miss the deadline um and they don't have a deal by uh, i guess close of business which it doesn't look like they're going to have according to jeff passan is that the um the league is going to lose millions because they'll lose games and the 31st so now the owners are saying um essentially we will not start on the 31st of march and Ultimately, that's not good for anybody. The players lose money because you get paid to play, essentially. Uh, I mean, you do get that big money um, if you're a big player. But a lot of the other guys that are earning a minimum now, I think, of $750,000 a season, they get paid to play. You know, not everybody's Bryce Harper. Not everybody's got the $400 million. Um And it, it, listen, it's getting quite ugly because obviously fans turn on players and say, you're spoiled brats if you can't live on 750,000, what's wrong with you? But baseball career, about three years average. That's the average length of a baseball career. So that's all popping off. Um, College baseball just got going. They aren't happy because nobody's acknowledging that game while nothing else goes on. So, tough. But it is sport. It's sport. And, um, America is just a whole different beast. There is always something going on. College sport, professional sport, and all of the unions seem um, to make sure that nothing's on at the same time as something else. Like the NBA now, baseball was supposed to start uh, March 31st. You know, nobody wants to compete with the NFL, obviously. There's nothing you can do about that. But now, obviously, basketball ends at the end of March and then you go into the combine, the NFL combine and the NFL make sure that they don't get caught up in March Madness. So it's very clever uh, the way that they've put it together here in America, something that I've always observed from afar. But when you're here and you see how they actually plot it so that everybody has their own sort of airtime, nobody wants to compete with the NFL like the, that. That is the behemoth here. I mean, it's the off season. And all of the talk shows here, the NFL still dominates. The Herd uh, with Colin Cowherd. I mean, Skip and Shannon seem to be off. I'm not sure how long they're going to be off for. But it's still Aaron Rodgers, contract talks, Kyla Murray, contract talks, you know. Um And listen, college baseball is on right now. Nothing. So I, I don't know what's happening with baseball. I've been a big baseball fan since I was young because my father didn't force me, but you know, I loved sports. I played a lot of baseball when I was younger uh, just because it helped with the cricket. You know, Cricket was a big thing for me. But I, I just loved playing sport. So I've been a big fan for a long time. And there's going to be no baseball, it looks like. That's very, very sad. And ultimately, if you hear, and I mean, again, I'm going off Twitter largely, is that the game has not evolved and it's been left behind. The great thing about the NFL is they evolved, by the way. They will change rules and mix it up and You know, they've allowed their youngsters to become superstars, which wasn't a thing before. Baseball is struggling. It is definitely now the third sport. And that wasn't that way 10 years ago, right? Basketball was third. Now basketball has become more uh, front and center and it's a really, really interesting world to live in. It's a really, really interesting world to live in. And the American juggernaut is just so huge. It's a production pipeline like I've Very rarely experienced before. Because every time I used to come to America before, it was just to have a good time. But when you come here with a business lens, you realize how big everything is on its own. By the way, I haven't even mentioned college football. Where they are paying coaches $100 million. Look up Lincoln Riley if you don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, $100 million is what they're paying college coaches here in America. Incredible. 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 And um so before we get into today's show, I'll tell you where I was right, where I was wrong, and another disaster has happened. One of my favourite sports is boxing. Dillian White has not pitched up for his press conference. I mean that's huge. But I'll tell you why I think boxing trapped itself anyway. I think they had a huge opportunity to pivot and go a different direction, and they had a lesson to learn from the UFC. But they, they, hey, listen, billionaires. Billionaires, r- rich men. Can't tell them what to do. But before we get into it, um, so I had a note from a friend of mine who's um, who's injured right now. And uh, she's, she's a really, really high-end athlete in Europe at the moment. And I spoke to somebody else whose uh, young son is injured. And it's a really, really interesting thing. Because for me, it's very, very close to my heart. I did go through a massive ACL injury when I was younger. And for a sportsman or woman, it's the loneliest place in the world. Because if you're good, it's not about whether you can contribute or not. To get to that level, you've got to be talented. So it's not that interesting um, to athletes about being good enough. They know they're good enough already. When you are in your peak, and that is all you are, You don't want to hear the philosophical side of it, right? You don't want to hear about anything, but I can't contribute because I can't play. Because let me tell you something about alpha athletes. They want to control their outcome, right? A lot of people won't understand it. Say, why is it the end of your world? It's because athletes like to control outcomes, especially if you're good. If you're doing it for recreation and it's just, you know, you you, you and your friends playing golf for beers. Okay, fine. But when you want to win, right, for some people, winning's not enough. They have to be the guy as well, the girl as well. So it's very, very difficult. And a friend of mine, as she was talking to me, uh, she sent me a very long voice note, podcast levels. But I could hear the pain in her voice because it's tough, man, unless you've been there and sport has mattered to you and your your outcomes actually matter. Very few people are going to play sport at a level where... The outcomes matter. Very few people, less than, I mean, it's it's 0.001% of the world play in arenas where your results matter. And I'm talking elite at school and right up to the professional level. So to everybody who's injured right now, hey, it's, it's, it's funny. In, in, in the space of about a week, I've had two people mail me about injuries. And I don't know how they feel, but I can imagine how they feel because I've been there. I've been there and it's painful and it's so lonely. It is so lonely when you can't be a part of the team. You can't help the team. And ultimately, the sad part is when you recover, you do have two choices, though. I took the selfish choice where I just kind of folded inwards and it was just woe is me. And in hindsight, I could have been one of the team leaders. And, you, you know, you can become a bridge for players. Um, to management and for management to players and when you're injured it it allows you to grow as a person right and it's painful like one in a million people in my opinion are able to not make it about themselves because injuries are very very personal but when you're recovering right you're away from the team and that's painful especially in team sports. i don't know what individuals are like but in team sport, there's nothing more painful than not being able to help your team if you are that level, if you're that guy, if you're that girl. So, shout out to everyone, and, and it is important to me, just because this person's massively important to me, and she has been for a long, long time. And now things are—it's painful for her because she she's also top end, and and it's sad. It's sad. Injuries are are sad, but ultimately. I said the same thing as I said to um someone else is that you, th- this is your time to be a leader, you know. You can't make it just about yourself. Because that's that's and it's hypocritical for me because I went that way, but you you don't want to be selfish in those moments. If you can grow from that and help your teammates, it matters. It matters. You might not realize it at the time, uh, but your team and and listen, if you can do that around billionaires as well, I think They realize that hey, this is somebody I can work with because ultimately the people you want to work with is that when adversity strikes, right? You know that that's when character reveals itself. Everybody's brilliant when things are comfortable and they're fine, and you know, but when things get uncomfortable, that's when you see who people are. And zero point zero 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 one percent of the world want to work in adversity and actually pitch up it's tough it's tough to find those people in the world and not just in sport in life so you know that's a decision though and if you want to be a true leader that's when you got to show so yeah told yeah i mean uh, so nickname for her is tinker but i I, I don't really want to say what her full name is but she she's a proper uh, and and you'll know her you'll know her she is a real sportsman in real time doing big things and her world is uh, in her mind falling falling inward so shout out to to and to everybody if you're a sportsman and you're in a lonely place right now and you're injured you have other options by the way you can grow in this moment i wish i'd listened to my coach um when i when i was 19 and i did my acl and i didn't i chose to sulk and it brought a lot of people down um but yeah uh, let's let's move on from that uh Two or three people asking me, saying, what's happening with your 100k race? Are you training? I am not training. I have not trained a single day. I've been in America for a month now. I have not trained. I've not run a single day here. I've not done a single bit of exercise, um, which is not ideal. And I can actually feel it affecting me. So um, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But ultimately in the next um in the next week or so i'm hoping to find somewhere to settle down in america um and depending whether we stay in america or we come home but i'll i'm gonna have to train hard in the next month because at the end of april i've got to do 100k uh, in the Drakensberg mountains or anywhere in the world by the way um so i've set myself a target of 200 milers and 200k races this year um which takes serious training and you can do it without being fit but then it's just painful, like uh like Cape Town was for me 17 hours. Are you kidding me? And listen, it's too late now. Like I, I can't be fit for the end of April. It's eight weeks away, you really need about eight weeks for conditioning and then probably another three, four weeks of hard training. So you need about twelve weeks. There's no way. There's no way I'll be fit for that, but I can be I can be relatively fit. You know, I can get some sort of hard conditioning in. I, I don't know how hard I'm going to be able to train there because I've got, I've still got to condition myself. Sort of, I've got to enter like a pre-season kind of thing now. So a few DMs saying what's happening with that? Are you still doing it? I am still doing it. I'm going to stick to the end of April is the 100K race, and then we'll see what the rest of the year looks like. Um. And I guess how long I'm in America will affect that because it's tough to, when you're not settled, to like plan a 50K uh training week and try and find a gym and, you know, and, and, and. I mean, easy, easy to find excuses. But I think over the next week or so, um, I'll certainly settle into rhythm no matter where I am on planet Earth. And then we'll get back to it because it's time to it's time to get going. You know, a whole month without training is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Have been eating well though. So I don't I don't really feel too bad in terms of the diet. Uh, it's kind of tricky when you are traveling as well. You can't really set up like a pantry, you know. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good in that sense. Uh, my diet's been good here in America. Um, when we were in Cleveland, it wasn't great. Because I couldn't really get to the shops. But that was about three or four days. But other than that, uh, I've been eating lean, clean um, fruit, veggies, nuts. So, you know. Trying to keep it real. But over the next month, no excuses for March um and for three weeks in April. Really? I've got seven weeks, by the way. Aye, aye, aye. That's going to be tough. That's going to be brutal. And if I do do the Drakensberg, by the way, those are some of the roughest mountains in the world. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, those asking 100K, that is the update um there. And for some people are asking, uh, what's happening with America? Where are you? What's going on? We're in Kansas at the moment. It's been a week here. Um, just sort of taking it all in. It's been a month in America now. Um, yeah, I think more, I I don't really know if there's much to report on. It's pretty, it's pretty boring from a business observation side. And some of it is sort of taking it in by osmosis. So there isn't really much to like report on once, once you're here, it's just bricks and mortar as well. You know, it's uh, obviously a different size country, um, Got to meet a, yeah, got to meet somebody here in Kansas. Um, there was, yeah, there's a few South Africans in and around here. BR. Uh, yeah. so it, it, it's been very, very cool. Nice experience. Nice to see what a world-class um, facility, how it works. And it works. Listen, Kansas City Jayhawks, it's not a mistake. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in luck. It's a real place. It is a real place. So update from here um tomorrow we'll be in a new location i 'll give you an update of all of that and it'll it'll be it 'll make it clearer exactly what 's happening so uh, those asking what 's happening where are you are you ever coming back to south africa yes i 'll be back in South Africa probably in March at some stage um, but we 'll see how that goes um, and then this morning, I had the privilege of meeting a super special um, athlete. And you know, there are there, there are very few occasions in life where I'm like, oh, I've met the the real deal. And not every it doesn't mean she's going to succeed, by the way, because there's lots of real deals within that realm. But there's also when you meet the real deal, you know, because they speak like the real deal, and what she says, she means. And it was awesome to chat to this young lady, South African in Kansas. So uh, look out for. Some content in and around her over the next few weeks. Absolutely brilliant to meet her. Because you don't really get to meet a lot of thoroughbreds in life. You know, like when they're the real deal and you can feel it. And there's a conviction in what they say. It was awesome to meet this young lady. Absolutely awesome. So South African, um, she's at Kansas, um, Kansas University. And it's, it's very, very different to meet the real thing, hear how they talk. And you can hear how she thinks. On this podcast, I love how she thinks, you know, um, not big into distractions and she, she's clearly focused and magnificent, young, uniquely mature, uniquely mature. Uh, so her commitment to her craft is awesome. So really want to support this South African means a lot to me. It was awesome to meet her. She's the real deal. All right. Uh, we're going to do where I was right, where I was wrong. And then I'll talk about boxing. Oh man. I tell you what, Dillian White not pitching up. Hey, <laughs> my mother used to say to me, right? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Right? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Great saying. I think it's applicable to boxing at the moment. Really looking forward to discussing that. Tyson Fury, he's got boxing track right now, and that's going to be an interesting thing. All right. As I do, um, every week, I'll tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. All right. Here we go. Where I was right. Yep, Jack Grealish, it ain't happening for him. Listen, they struggled in the FA Cup. They're through, but I said he'd take a season, right? I also said the behavior, right? He's not changing off the field. He's the guy now. 100 million pounds. With men, when you pay them, it affirms their behavior. I don't care if Jack Grealish had Alex Ferguson as his manager. Forget Pep Guardiola. There's nothing you can do to tame Jack Grealish twice this season he's been found drunk in town guys what 26 27 now you're not changing that guy Pep Guardiola I don't care how much of a miracle worker he thinks he is you're gonna have to live with this now 100 million when you pay 100 million for Jack Grealish you get the character or lack thereof with it I like Jack Grealish as a player but I said I have my concerns off the pitch Man City is a corporate company. It's okay at Aston Villa because they're desperate. They need you. It's a bad investment. Listen, Romelu Lukaku is just not a grown-up. I haven't seen anything awful like this off the field. Jack Grealish, I said he'd struggle. It's too corporate Man City for a guy like him. Uh, where I was wrong, LeBron James, one title and that's it. Listen, I thought LeBron would win three or four. I thought he'd get AD in-house. Get AD fit. Get get AD strong. Get him taking it serious. AD doesn't take it serious. Are you playing for the Lakers? Getting all that money. And you're coming to the season out of shape with LeBron. Because you know what the demands are. One title. It's done. I love LeBron James. But it's done now. It's over. Jeannie Buss. She's not paying for another super team. It's over. LeBron James. Where I was right. Six Nations rugby is so mediocre. It is so mediocre. England-Wales look like a high school game in South African rugby. So slow, so tragic. Ball skills low. There's no way a Northern Hemisphere team, they, they will not sniff. And Australia at their worst. They will not sniff. They won't come near a World Cup for the next two or three. Even with the South Africans playing there absolutely disastrous and I was right Northern Hemisphere Rugby must sit sit down it is so mediocre oh my goodness listen it's good to watch because they get the tradition and stuff right and they're they're all mediocre so it's close but the quality of rugby ugh where I was wrong James Harden Joel Embiid they're on a roll it works for now they're sharing for now there isn't pressure now you will see when things tighten up. Playoffs, will Harden share? Will Joel be able to say, okay, I'll still cede to you, even though it's game on the line? Because that's when you tell when guys are who they are. Where I was right, Liverpool won the League Cup. I said, they're just more desperate, right? It's a team at the end of the cycle, more grown-ups. And I said they would win the League Cup, and they did. Dead right there, congratulations to the Reds. Where I was wrong, Christian Pulisic. Listen, I said I liked him from Dortmund, but over the last year and a half, I don't know if he's not ready or the injuries mean I haven't seen the best of him. Either way, he's not the guy. Now, it's early in his development. I thought he was a wunderkind, but there are very few proper wunderkinds. Not everybody's Leo Messi. Christian Pulisic. Two horrendous misses along with uh, Chris, uh, Mason Mount in the League Cup final. But it's again... Right? It's another one where he's missing lots of chances. If Chelsea could finish this season, they'd be in the title race. Christian Pulisic. I'm in America. Listen, I want to like the guy. The talent's there. It's precocious. Will it develop into results? I'm not sure. Where I was right, the Man City cycle's over. Listen, Pep Guardiola is the best of his generation. Right? He's the best of his generation, but intense people wear people out. Right? Winning comes at a price. You can't win forever. Pep only ever lasts three, four seasons, wherever he is. This Man City cycle feels like it's over. They should've walked the league from where they were. But folks, you think these dynasties last forever? They're corrosive. They're corrosive. It's tough. It's tough to live with Pep. Cycle's over. Where I was wrong. Chelsea on edit. And the League Cup final told me that the inconsistency of finishing will last with them for the rest of the season. It's a two-horse race. I think it's a one-horse race. I still think Man City will hold on. But Chelsea Football Club, not quite there. I was wrong. They won't come top two. Liverpool will beat them to that second spot. I saw enough on the weekend to say it's over. Where I was right... Test cricket's still the best. I mean the Proteas have won by 198 runs, uh, turned it around against New Zealand after the shambolic performance in the first Test match. Nothing swings like Test cricket, right? Bad pun. But nothing swings like Test cricket. It is the best. Congratulations to the Proteas, And again, it shows you this is the highest form of the game. New Zealand probably thought, ah, oh, we've broken them. You have it. Dean Elga doing a terrific job. With a a rebuilding sign. So congratulations to the proteas. And where I was wrong. Zion Williamson is weird isn't it? It's weird. I mean. A guy like him who's a megastar. You would think somebody would have been hard on him. To say. Paul you're going to have to lose some weight. You, You can't be 300 pounds in the NBA. Especially with his style. He spent two years now in the NBA injured we've seen this before right and I always say to people talent isn't interesting character is Zion you're gonna have to get that weight down to 280 275 270 if you can so I don't know what the story is but availability is the greatest ability and I'll say this especially big athletes like that tall like super tall or super uh, like explosive like Zion and he's massive by the way 300 pounds. Injured young is injured old. This is Zion now. I'm not sad about it. But it is what it is. And I'm afraid the Pelicans had to take him because you look ridiculous if you don't. Listen, I don't care about him not calling CJ McCullum, Like, whatever. The, you know, not, not everybody needs to be LeBron James and, and, and take the leadership role. And uh, listen, I like JJ Redick. And he's called him out, right? But like, whatever. You know, the problem is this. It's a bit high school-like to think Zion, just because he's the best player, is going to have leadership skills. That was like under 11, right? Under 12. You know what I mean? Like junior sport where the coaches just make the best player the captain. That's not how it works anymore. Don't confuse the out-of-this-world talent that is Zion to think he's LeBron James takes more to be LeBron James than just his talent, right? You've got to be willing to do more. And we know what separates LeBron from everybody else. Kevin Durant does not want the media attention. He's got burner accounts, right? You can't be insecure if you're LeBron. You're going to have to face the media. You're going to have to do all of the interviews, not some of the interviews, and good or bad. And maybe Zion isn't built for that. And by the way, he's 21 years old. And I was watching an interesting interview to say, listen, he's from a, he's from a really small town, um, South Carolina, uh, or outside uh, South Carolina. And maybe he's not made for the limelight. Maybe he just wants to ball out. It's not his fault. Folks, in life, we are who we are. We've all seen guys and girls that, that want to be the guy, that want to be the girl, but they're not that guy. You can't force somebody to be... And and what's even worse is when somebody tries to force themselves into the position that they aren't. Like Kyrie Irving's not that leadership personality, but he's so desperate to be that guy, right? And look how it works out. It's ugly. It's clunky. LeBron's that guy. LeBron is that guy. Steph Curry is that guy. Everybody knows. I've I've always told this story, right? Is that in high school... And high school, for me, was rugby and largely cricket, but in these intense sports, uh, football uh, in particular, but rugby was the best because I was in boarding school, so I can tell you this. The coaches used to pick the head boy and the captain and all of that nonsense, but we knew if it's raining and we're winning 7-5 and we're playing against someone and we're on the line, we had two or three other guys where the guys know who the captain is, and Folks, I have double-digit double digit figure uh, occasions, right, where I remember very clearly where the captain was giving a talk in the circle. And, I mean, I was one of those guys who would come in and say, just be quiet, bro. Here's the guy we're listening to. But there were other guys who we knew eventually in our rugby team. Here's the guy who's going to talk. Here's the one or two guys that are going to talk. And we live or die by their decisions. Not the guys that the coaches picked. Oh, like, coaches coaches pick corporate, and they, they, they pick their favorite. You can't fake being a leader, and Zion just may not be that guy. And that's okay, by the way. It's okay for Zion Williamson to be super talented and be shy. That's okay. So this notion that we should impose the best player should be the, the leader of the industry, look what happened with Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant failed. He's failed everywhere he's been, right? Outside of Golden State, you know why? Because at Golden State, you're Draymond. Draymond would go to the media when things went well or badly. Steph Curry does that. Since Kyrie Irving left LeBron James, it has been a madhouse. A madhouse. There are very few people, right? LeBron James is a unicorn. Michael Jordan is a unicorn. Magic Johnson is a unicorn. Cristiano Ronaldo is a unicorn where they've got the best ability and the leadership skills. Those are very rare. Paolo Maldini is, you'll, you'll never see another Paolo Maldini. Diego Maradona, you'll never see that combination. The leadership skills and the best player. That's very rare unless you're watching comics. Right? Unless you're watching cartoons. That only happens in cartoons. I love Roy Keane, but he wasn't the best Man United player. Right? Now, his leadership makes him, in in my book, top three or four greatest players the Premier League's ever seen. John Terry wasn't the best centre-back, but you add the leadership. Sergio Ramos is not the best centre-back that's ever played football, but then you add the leadership skills. It's very... These guys are so, 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 so rare where they're the best player and the best leader. You get one or two in a generation. Tom Brady is, you'll never see Tom Brady again. You will never see Tom Brady again. He is him, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, American sport, you've been spoiled. You, you will never see Tom Brady again. Easily the best player and probably the least selfish person American sport has ever seen. Tom Brady is the least selfish. Because he really should have should have the biggest ego maybe in the history of world sport. He really should. In America's biggest sport, he is by far and away the greatest ever. When have you ever heard Tom Brady talk about himself? And, you know, generally with guys, we see stuff leak out. Even LeBron James, his teammates who have said, yeah, LeBron this, that, the other. Not one guy outside of AB, and nobody wants AB as a character reference. Not one guy has ever said anything about Tom Brady. That is impossible. So to put that on Zion is wrong and i think it's a bad it's a lazy media narrative to say zion has to be a leader why cuz he's the best player ridiculous ridiculous and i guess but hey we live in the opinion business for me it's okay but i'm disappointed in zion that the injuries which were preventable cuz zion was massive in school remember when he burst through his shoe that highlights package like that you should have known then somebody should have got a hold of him in college to say. Bro we're going to have to get this weight under control now. Because the, the problem with it. Is when you get paid. Again with men. When you pay them. You affirm their behavior. He's never had to do extra. Because you know why? His talent was enough. And now. People are playing for mortgages now bro. This isn't college. Where you're the best guy. And people put you on Instagram. You, you're playing against ma- grown men. Right? You might be 300 pounds. There's guys that are 250 pounds, way stronger than you. Guys are playing for their kids, their wives, they're playing for money now. It may like every, every basket matters now. And ultimately, and I believe in taking full responsibility, Zion is going to have to grow. He's 21 years old. Can he grow into the role, folks? Very rarely have I seen anybody grow into leadership, right? because it has to come from within and it's just not in Zion his his personality is super tame actually considering what an absolute beast of a player he is you can't get Roy Keane out of Zion Williamson what LeBron is that's internal he is the chosen one michael jordan that's internal it it's got to be intrinsic And it's an ugly look when you're Kyrie Irving and you, all these other guys, Russell Westbrook, they're not natural leaders. They're just super talented. And you know, we do this in life all the time. All of us do. If somebody's good looking or it's shiny, we often mistake that for he's handsome, she's good looking, so she's a good person. It's a natural mistake to make. I mean, it's proven. We, we, we trust better looking people more. Listen, we, we are talent centric. On this planet. Very rarely do people look for those leadership traits. Until it's too late by the way. And don't use LeBron as the bar. Because it's actually not fair. It's not fair in Zion. It's not fair in anybody. LeBron James is a unicorn. And I think. I think Zion's going to have to have somebody talk to him. But the reports are. He's super private. And his family guards him like anything. So I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know what New Orleans are going to do. Because if you lose Zion, right, that's another star who didn't want to play there. Straight after AD. Straight after Boogie Cousins as well. It's an ugly look. And I guess ultimately, look, people are already calling for New Orleans to lose their NBA team. They're they're saying, really, the the NFL owners own the New Orleans uh, Pelicans team, right? We're not sure they care about that basketball team. Doesn't look like it and it's an ugly look, and the numbers aren't great, and Zion, we we don't know what Zion wants to be, right? And I guess we'll see. And And it's tough. If he's not verbal, and people are controlling the narrative, this could get very, very ugly, and I hope he has the personality to live through it. Who knows? Zion Williamson, very, very strange situation. Very, very strange situation developing there. Let's go to another strange situation. Listen, boxing is a big part of my life. So I come from, um my father comes from the Koso tribe of the largely Eastern Cape and, and Western Cape, but largely Eastern Cape of South Africa. So Koso people, uh, for those who don't know, soccer is not a really a thing for Koso people. It's third or fourth. So it goes rugby first, boxing second, right? And, and then like athletics is a big thing in the Eastern Cape. But boxing is massive. In some uh, places, by the way, For in the Eastern Cape, which is in South Africa, is that boxing's number one. Boxing's number one. So it's been a big part of my life. And I'm witnessing something which is strange. So the heavyweight will always dictate where boxing is, right? The heavyweight division will always dictate where boxing is. And boxing's been dead for about, or was dead for about 15 years. Then Anthony Joshua came along. But boxing never grew up, right? And I was a class clown in school. And I carried that on into my 20s. And if you're a class clown, that's fine. By the way, you need those. We we all need to have a laugh. But ultimately, I can't talk for ladies. But most things that dudes do is to get ladies' attention. And class clown is great when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17... Maybe at seventeen, we cap it. I, I, so I didn't stop being a class clown till I was in my mid twenties, and for young men out there, let me just tell you, it's okay to be a clown and a buffoon until you're twenty two twenty three and then ladies are like, "No, no, no, I need a grown up. Nobody wants to be seen with a clown beyond the age of twenty five. Not everything in life's a joke, and the older you get in work and in personal life you got to grow up and, and learn there's a time to be the at. But you've got to be serious because life's serious. 25, 26, ladies are looking for a grown-up. It's a stop of the class clown thing. Not everything's a laugh. Not everything's hilarious. There's a time to be serious. And, and that's real life. And it's something that boxing didn't um, learn because boxing hasn't grown up since the 90s. And now, as as anything in life, you get what you deserve. All right. Boxing had an opportunity with Anthony Joshua because they can manipulate who fight who. What they should have done was manipulated it so that Anthony Joshua could could be the undisputed champion of the world. But Bob Arum his ego said anything but Eddie Hearn, all right? Anthony Joshua is your dream corporate guy. But boxing's trapped now because actually Tyson Fury who's a complete and utter buffoon is the best heavyweight probably since Vladimir Klitschko, who he beat. So please don't please don't mistake this. Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. And I don't think it's close. But boxing's trapped now because he's a man child. Folks, he is a man child. Everything Tyson Fury and listen, he has his mental health challenges, whatever, that may be a part of it. But he, nothing for him is serious. And if you're trying to build a corporate brand, which boxing is trying to do, Tyson Fury is not the face of it. He's a man-child. Everything's hilarious. Everything's a joke to him. And I thought, listen, whatever the circumstances with Dillian White today, the buffoonery of Tyson Fury. and, And, you know, Twitter will always tell you, ha-ha, he's having a laugh. Like, I know how billionaires think. That is not a good look. ESPN would have been hating that. But they're trapped because this is who they position to be number one in the world. When boxing had the chance to have Anthony Joshua and manipulate him as the face of boxing, it went the other way. But this is because everybody acts in their own interest. Here's where UFC teaches you a lesson. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Winning needs a dictator. Dictator. It, winning is not a democracy. Participating is a democracy, sure. Sure, you, you want to be Burnley, you want to be Tottenham, you want to be Arsenal, you want to be all these guys. right? You want to be Aston Villa, just participate in things. That's for everyone. Everyone can, can participate. Very few people are Man City, Chelsea, Bayern Munich. Winning's not for everybody. Winning is not for everybody. And you see that in boxing because it needs a dictator. Pep Guardiola, Alex Ferguson, Bill Belichick. It is not a democracy. And UFC knows that. And Dana White knows that. That's why UFC is growing at an exponential rate. Because he can shape who the face is. Listen, everybody said Conor McGregor. Oh my goodness, What? Are, what's UFC going to do? UFC's numbers have times have um, grown by 10, 10x since Conor lost for his fight. His last fight. 10x growth. Because the leadership's strong. Boxing is all over the place. Bob Arum does what he wants. Frank Warren does what he wants. Eddie Hearn. And I'm not biased either way because I just want to see the best boxing. But Eddie Hearn's doing his own thing. And he's trying. He's trying According to what he says, but listen, you know, he's a salesman. They're all salesmen, but he's trying to unify boxing under one flag with one leader. This is what he says. I'm not sure if they can get there because I just think the divide between the United Kingdom and America's needs and Dezone may be able to get here once Bob Aram's done. I'm not sure Frank Warren has the stable anymore to compete uh, with what Eddie Hearn's up to, but boxing got what it, it deserves. A, an absolute buffoon. And Dillian White not pitching, whatever that may be, isn't it that every time Tyson Fury is involved in a fight, it's not buttoned up? AJ, say what you will, I don't think AJ is the best anymore. And, and I fear that he may be mentally broken. But as it stands, he's the third third best heavyweight in the world. But he's the best commercial product in the world. You know why? You can rely on AJ. Listen, Usyk as well, uh, you've you got to say, pro's pro, one of the all-time greats, by the way. And an all-time great performance to to dismantle AJ uh, uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So an all-time great. But you probably can't sell Usyk. He doesn't have the personality, the looks. AJ's your dream guy, but you let it slip. Tyson Fury's a man-child. It, it, it's embarrassing what I saw. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't seen it, go and Google Dillian White Tyson Fury. Go and Google it. Go and... Go on Twitter. It's so embarrassing. So Dillian didn't pitch. But because Tyson Fury turns everything, he's just never grown up. He's not a grown up. And he's not who boxing should have let. Listen, banter 24-7 is for children. Like a grow up. If you want to be in the business world, grow up. But again, this is what happens when you let talent get away with it. I'm not saying Tyson Fury is a bad guy, what he is is a man-child. And boxing has got what it deserved because it never grew up. It never, ever all fell under one flag, which Dana White is doing magnificently for the UFC. Listen, WBC uh, Mauritius Suleiman, I'm not sure what these guys are going to do. Because I don't think Dillian's going to pitch. And details of that will come out, by the way. It's been ugly since the beginning. The way Dillian was denied his chance... Two years, three years, he's had to wait for his chance to try and fight for the WBC Championship. It's been hilarious FC the entire time. Folks, hundreds of millions of dollars. If you want to be in business, right, your whole life can't be jokes. But there are hundreds of millions of dollars, and you want to place it on the back of Tyson Fury. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And that's what boxing has done. Because he is the best. And there's nothing you can do to shift him out now. He is the best, and he has all the pulling power. AJ is just not the best boxer, so now it doesn't really matter what you can do to manipulate it. It's too late now. You should have manipulated after Tyson Fury pulled out of the Klitschko fight. But no. This is what happens. (laughs) My mother used to say, and it's a great saying, not my monkeys, not my circus. Not my monkeys, not my circus. Now that saying's not for everybody, but it is true. It is true. And that's where the WBC and boxing are at the moment. Very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, I'll talk more about that as I see more details of why Dillian White didn't pitch. Uh there's all sorts of contractual complications. We'll see what happens. Everybody's telling their own side of the story right now. But that was embarrassing. And and Tyson Fury's embarrassing. He, he he's actually embarrassing. You know, one of the most admirable traits for me in people, and again, it's very rare. I admire. I guess we all admire things that are rare, you know, and this is a trait I wish I had more of, but self-awareness. I'm not saying Tyson Fury can't be a fun guy, but when you're the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, you have to conduct yourself in a certain way because there are hundreds and millions of dollars riding on everything you say. And this idea that sportsmen have, I didn't sign up to be, look, I don't think sportsmen need to be a role model. But then you shouldn't expect to be top billing. Because it's not just about ability anymore, it's a business. And Tyson Fury has no self-awareness. AJ, for all of his boxing limitations that have come out over the last few fights, great self-awareness. There's children, there's corporate. Listen, corporates do not like controversy. And the sport will move on without you. The sport moved on from Muhammad Ali. But WBC... And, and Mauricio Suleiman shouldn't get away with it, by the way. It's, it's been embarrassing the way he's handled this entire situation. But this is what you get. This is what you get. So looking forward to seeing how that unpacks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for today, I'd love to know what you think. If you're a boxing fan, am I crazy? Is Tyson Fury just the guy? So we need to move on. Is is AJ too corporate? I, I, I want AJ as the face of boxing because I want more kids to get involved in boxing because I love boxing, the sweet science. It's it's one of the it's one of the most underfunded sports in the world because it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a LeBron James, and I thought AJ would be that guy. Unfortunately, he hasn't delivered in the ring over the last eighteen months, and that does affect things. Right? People love winners. Tyson Fury is the best in the world. He's Tyson Fury is the best of this generation. There's nothing AJ can do to make up for that now, except if he fights, uh, Tyson Fury. And for Tyson Fury to go and say, I'm gonna retire after this Dillian White fight. Again, banter 24-7. Like, at some stage, do people not, do people not want to overcome the class clown thing? Your whole life can't be a laugh. Like, I'm sorry, I, but I don't vibe with that. I don't vibe with your whole life as a laugh. And listen, I'm all for a good time, but there's, Time and place. There's a time and place. And Tyson Fury is one of the... He's just so off-putting for me. But what you cannot deny is he's the absolute best. But if I'm a corporate, I I cannot rely on him. And I'm looking forward to seeing why Dillian White has pulled out. Dillian White has always pitched up. I would love to know why he didn't pitch up. See, Dillian White, for all of his problems, it's the first time he hasn't shown up. And it'll come out, I trust pattern of behavior. Tyson Fury has been unreliable his entire career. Enigmatic, brilliant, brilliant, but unreliable. And this has nothing to do with his mental health. He seems to be over that now. Stuff happens. I get that. I don't understand mental health, so I'm not going to comment on that. What I can comment on is his pattern of behavior has been extremely unreliable. And he's a man-child. Everybody can see that. And he'll win the Twitter battle, by the way, because Twitter is just about being funny and popular, but ultimately boxing loses in the long run because it's a business and it needs a corporate face. Looking forward to seeing why Dillian White, the body snatcher, has not pitched up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the last time from Kansas for a, a wee little while, um, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. You can hit us up, of course. On, at the MKT Show. Otherwise, at MKT Inspires across every single platform. Uh, let us know what you think um, of the show. And people saying, hey, when are you getting back to video format? It's a good question. It's a good question. I was hoping to be back now. So I'm not going to promise anything. Um Probably have to wait until we get back to South Africa. But the video format will be back when it's back. It, it, it is what it is. But for now, uh, enjoy and let us know. I mean, what, what can I add to the audio podcast that you'd like to hear uh what topics do you want to hear more about wherever you may be in the world um and remember if you are if you haven't listened to um, the vw podcast a lot of people saying they can't find it um in a few places it is available on the spotify app course if you don't know what spotify is are you living under a rock or wherever you get your podcast by the way know your power podcast uh, probably brought to us of course by vw and amarok in association with the mkt show uh, please go and listen to the Patty upton episode and for all those episodes give us a rating five stars obviously because it's brilliant so Patty upton uh, really looking forward to seeing what people think of that episode with siabelo uh, senat it's about half an hour go and give it a listen because there are some absolute gems if you have young men and women who have talent, go and listen to that episode. If they're sportsmen, salespeople, whatever it may be, Paddy Upton really breaks down the sort of enigma of talent, right? This facade of talent being enough. I think he he gives a brilliant talk about it. And he's very brutal with Ciabello uh, regarding what talent means and how we convert talent to results. So uh, the Know Your Power podcast available um, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating there. And also the MKT Show, of course, available wherever you may get your podcasts. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.